Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, about two months ago, we were on this podcast, and we were talking about Ben Simmons scenarios. As you know, everyone in the NBA world uh, is pro to do these days. And we threw out a couple, you know, scenarios. We talked about a disgruntled star. But now we have an official report that comes from our guy, Jake Fisher, who's been on the show before. And the report is this, BJ. James Harden has not enjoyed living in Brooklyn and has voiced his frustrations regarding Kyrie Irving's part-time playing status. He intends to test out free agency, even if it leads him back to the Nets. And that is the headline story of the day, BJ. James Harden for Ben Simmons. Something that you told me first, and I said, ah, Interesting. That doesn't seem like it could be possible. But now it's not only possible, BJ, it's the news. It's the narrative. And that's where we are. It's the news. (laughs) You know what, Tate, I'm old. So how long ago did I tell you this, Tate? This is December. So, I mean, maybe a month ago, early December. You know, Tate, when it's all said and done, it always follows back to the one thing, the money. (laughs) The money. You know... when you're young, you know, you, you have these ideas, right? You have yes. ideas and these philosophical <laughs> things that you 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 follow and you, mm-hmm. you learn. As you get older, it always comes back to the money though. <laughs> that's actually some great that's some great advice. You it, know? It, for, it's for, true. It's for true. all the I'm idealists not... in the world, unfortunately, it's all gonna come back at some point. Yes. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's true. And it always comes back to that. You know, you and that's the great thing about growing and maturing is you have these ideals and da da da, and then at some point you realize it's all about the money, man. <laughs> it's all about the money. Okay, now I remember when I first heard of these James Harden's going to to Brooklyn, and my immediate question was why. Mm. This is when he first was talking about wanting to leave Houston. I kept asking, why? So you're going to leave Houston to do what? Yeah, what's next? What's the plan here? You just want to leave. It felt very like, uh, I just want to get out of here as opposed to having a plan on the other side. Yeah, it was was abrupt. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you play chess, you got to think the whole game through. You know what I mean? Like, you ever watch Masters play chess masters and you'll be like, and then he'll just one of the one of the chess masters will just get it from the table. He or she, and they'll just shake hands. You'd be like, "What happened? No one moved." Well, they played the game out, and they saw based on what they were envisioned long term that there were no more moves. And the other person said, "They win." Oh, hey. Yeah, they 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 won the game. Yeah, there's hey, no more moves to be made. Well, when he, when James Harden did this move, I was like, "What's going on here? Am I missing the game? Am I what?" So I studied the game. I was like, "Okay, where could he go? Where should he go?" Financially, what does this mean? What does this mean if he stays in Houston? And I kept pointing to like one thing. I kept saying, I don't understand. Mm. So I just followed the story because I wanted to understand what he was. I wanted to see his vision of what he thought was best for him by moving wherever he was going to move. And it ended up being Brooklyn. Now, fast forward, we're what, late January now. And here we are again. We're about a year removed from the trade. The trade happened in December last year. Yes. I didn't understand it then. And I sure as I don't understand it now. And now this is news. Okay. (laughs) Tate, this is not news. This is just a, 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 of, okay, I, I, I may have made a mistake. May have. I'm not saying he did. 
It's possible he made a mistake. And all of a sudden now, it comes back to the money. James Harden enjoys being James Harden. Which we've talked about on the show. I mean, James Harden, yes. we saw this on Christmas Day. He got to play like James Harden of old a little bit, yeah, and, right. and he enjoyed himself, and he also can still do it. He could, And why he left Houston is beyond me. <laughs> is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not giving up 30 shots a night. I'm not giving up being the – I mean, the team is going to build the whole team around you. You're the guy. Yeah, he he you're, gave you're, up. You're the, the man. The, yeah, and, and he went to a team where Kevin Durant is obviously the guy. Now, it didn't make sense to me then. doesn't make sense to me now. And now here we go again. But I'm not falling into it because I've looked <laughs> at the other 29 teams, and financially I looked at the money. It didn't make sense. But, Tate, good luck. I think he's a terrific player, as you as you know. You know, how as we all know. I mean, if, if you yeah, watch basketball, you know James Harden is a terrific talent. There's no but doubt about I'm not, that. I'm not buying into this. I'm not buying into this fray. I'm not buying into this, even if it leads them back to Brooklyn. I'm not buying into what's being reported. What I know is the following. You are who you are. James Harden can pretend – to be this facilitator, facilitator be this third guy, things. yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Nah, no, at the core, James Harden is a scorer. I've been watching James Harden long enough now to understand who he is truly is a scorer. He's a gifted scorer. He's, he's, he scores naturally. The man will be 60 years old. He still will be scoring in some gym. That's what he can do. That's what he does. He does it naturally. So hopefully he gets back to who he is. And maybe he needed to go through this to appreciate who he is and not trying to be everything to everyone. But score. That's what James Harden does. And mm-hmm. hopefully wherever he goes next, because I think he's truly going to leave, as you, you know, I told you this a month or so ago, uh, get back to doing what you do, which is score points. That's what you do. Hey, I mean, everyone knows it. You know, average. Let James you know, be James. I mean, that that's something that we are advocating on the show. And watching James Harden play the way he plays to me is is beautiful because you're like, okay, I just want to see how many points this guy can score. That's entertaining. That's an yes. entertaining thing. And it's his that's, own way of doing it. Like you said, someone hit James Harden at one point on the Nets. This is about a month ago. They hit him with a double step back move and hit a three in his face. And you you said it. You were like, yeah, James Harden can't have guys doing his own moves against him. Yeah, they're hitting him with his own moves now, and he can't do it. You know, I, I remember that. I remember when I said that. That was pretty funny, actually. That made me laugh. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, it's This NBA thing now, is it's getting a little – it can be a little ridiculous. And yeah, I'm, 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 the, the reports now are, you know, confidants. Like, who are the confidants now? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, well, Tate, if you're my confidant telling everybody what you know about me. Then are we I, sure we're confidants? Yeah, eliminate <laughs> you as my confidant. Yeah, if you're, if you're ratting on everything I'm thinking. <laughs> close friends, B.J. Armstrong said. Well, they're not really close friends then, yeah, you know? Because yeah. they're supposed so. to keep that close to the vest, and that's not really what we deal with. And I think the, the, the bigger story here, B.J., with James Harden was the first time around, the first go around when he was in Houston and he was demanding a trade and he came to training camp out of shape. All of these, you know, rumored reports came out that the Philadelphia 76ers were willing to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. That was the the big, you know, run around. And then, you know, of course, Moray comes out. Ben's not going to get traded. The Nets end up making the trade. 
But it does lead to the the eventual fallout of the Ben Simmons-Philadelphia situation, which comes to a head in the playoffs, and we all know what's happened since then. But it started with the James Harden trade. It started with the rumors of Ben Simmons going to Houston for James Harden. So the fact that we could get to the summertime and it all works itself out, comes full circle where maybe Ben Simmons is traded for James Harden, and this time it's Brooklyn to Philadelphia, that would almost be poetic to me because that was what the original quote-unquote trade plan was before it all fell apart and he went to Brooklyn yeah this is it's gonna be fascinating to play itself out from this regard you know the one thing I am interested to see is what finally happens when every when the dust settles Mm -hmm. like now it's speculation well if such and such goes to Philly and such and such goes to Brooklyn or Houston or wherever 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 these guys are gonna land what's gonna happen once they get there because at some point, Tate, everyone's going to have to play. And in particular, Ben Simmons, because he hasn't played now in, it's been over a year, right? It's, it's been a year. Has it been a year and some change now? How long I mean, has it been the now? playoffs. So, I mean, you know, we're, get, we're getting yeah, close it's to almost, a year. It's, it's almost a year. And the more time you're off, Tate, the, you know, it's not like you just come back. And... You know, Tate, we're looking at Ben Simmons, you know, whatever lens you're looking at him from, he's a he's an excellent talent. You know, I mean, he's big. He's 6'10 or so. He can pass. Guard can five positions. You probably have one yeah. or two guys on your team that can guard him. I mean, he's a mismatch by okay. definition. But here's the thing, Tate, that's going to, I think, really be the tell of the tape here is, is his ability or inability – to be the lead guy and really carry the franchise. Because James Harden's going to score enough points. James Harden's going to score 25 to 30 points, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, we can say he's not in shape. That may or may not be true. But he will play himself into shape, and he will score 25 to 30 And, and by the summertime, by the time we get to that point, he should be in shape because he's played this whole season, so he might be in the best shape that you can get him for a trade, you know, as far yeah. as value. It's, it's, it's like watching, like, like watching Luka. Like, you knew at the beginning of the season when you saw Luka, go, okay, he's not in shape this year. Yeah. But it's a matter of time before he plays himself into shape, and then you're saying, oh, Look at this guy. You know, at, this is the Luca that we expected. We expected. Now, Luca and James Harden clearly. I don't know what kind of training regimen they but they're are very, on. They're very similar the way the way that they play and the way they operate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And now here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Tate. Here's the thing about James Harden and Luca and these guys. The great players, the great ones, the the, the truly great ones. Not the ones who have the talent. The truly great ones. They all like to play. You can say what you want to about James Harden. You can say what you want to about Luka. You could say, if you call those two guys at any moment, I believe they'll show up and play. They may not be in great shape, but James Harden loves to play. And so does Luka. Yeah, I mean, he, Luka, they, 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 they both they have like to. a childish love for it. You know what I mean? Like you said, they, they just want to play. You're game. hoping that they have the discipline to like, you know, <laughs> do all the other stuff the, that comes with yeah, it. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever they're doing. Let's, you know, at, at, at my age, I can do that now. But at, you know, when you're in your twenties or so, James Harden's probably in his early thirties. 
you, you know, you want to have a little discipline. Yeah. Especially especially Luca, because Luca's like 20, what, 2, 23 or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned when I see young people just walk away from something. Because if you walk away from it, that means you might do it again. Mm. Like, I, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things. It's it's the kid. hardest to do it the first time. So the fact yeah, that you've it, already it, done it the first time, and in time, Ben's it, case, it means that it's potentially you know something that could happen again. Happen again. And the the thing is, Tate, I, I as a young person, I had I had other interests outside of basketball. Not many, but I had other interests. But Tate, I don't know what could have made me walk away from the game. Like, was I upset about playing time? Yeah. Was I upset about shots? Maybe or I didn't get enough be, shots. Yeah. Whatever the case may have been. Yeah. But Tate, under no circumstances, would you walk away from something you love? Tate, nothing. I mean, even to this day, which is you know, my, my wife would she would probably say it's sad. You know, I I love. Like, I'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden, if nothing's going on with the family, everyone knows what I'm going to do. If, 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 if I don't have my honey-do list or the kids <laughs> or the family, the NBA is coming on. That, that's just, everybody knows that about me. I can't walk away. I don't know what it is, Tate. I'm still talking about the game right now. <laughs> you try to, to you try it. to walk away multiple yeah, times. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> well, my phone rings after this podcast. I'm going to be talking basketball. Yep. I'm going to talk to some GM, and we're going to talk basketball. I'm going to talk to my friend later and see how he's doing, <laughs> and we're going to get back to basketball. And all day, I'm going to talk basketball, and he, and I'm not even trying to do it, but that's what I do, and I can't help it. It's a part of who you are, yeah. And take, to watch a young person walk away from something, it's like, I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, no, no judgment, but what is going on? Because it gets to be tough. Because if you do it once, you're probably going to do it again at some point. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and if you're a team that's willing to take on that amount of money, that amount of you know responsibility for that player on your franchise, you don't want to have that in the back of your mind that hey, any day they might just up and take, leave. It's me. gonna get tough. It's gonna get tough. Life is listen. You know, I got a little bit more experience than you at this in life. Life is tough, Tate. It's tough. It's tough, and. You know what? There's been many a times, Tate. Yeah, I wanted to walk away from certain things, but you just gotta bear down and you gotta deal with it, and that's part of it, right? And that's the tough part of it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. The, that's <laughs> the, that's the tough part of it. So, again, I hope that it all works out for everybody, but I'm telling you this though, Tate. You know, as a young person, I did a lot of things. Some good, some bad. Some I wish I probably could have did a do-over. I wish I could have had a mulligan sometime. But there's one thing that was a constant for me was that game of basketball. If I had problems, Tate, I could go play and all my problems went away. And hopefully, hopefully that's the case for Ben Simmons. 
Hopefully that's the case. Maybe there's something that happened we don't know about, and which is fine. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, because we're not we're not there day to day, and well, I'm you not know, there. everyone not has here. their own experiences, and you know all that. But Kyrie to me kind of fits what you're saying. Like I could tell when Kyrie came back and started playing part time games. It was like he was – it was like a refreshment for him. You know what I mean? He, he felt great to be yeah, back. It felt like he was yeah, home. There's, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you find your joy in, art, work, family, whatever, gardening, it doesn't – when you find your joy, Tate, that's your joy. And you got to take care of it. You gotta, and you got and you yeah. gotta hold it. Hold it tight. You know, luckily for me – I found my joy in between them lines. Mm. I, 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 I tell you, I had a lot of, I had, I had, I had a lot of problems. I had issues. I had things. I had, th- but there was nothing that I have found in my life, with the exception of my family. I better say that so I won't get into it. <laughs> you, get, you get more of a honey do list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, that's brought me the joy of playing. And I hope that that is the case because with James Harden, you can say what you want. The man loves to score points. You could just tell. I mean, he you could just tell he loves the he loves to play. You know, he just loves to play. And and hopefully that is the case with Ben. I hope he just comes back and plays and finds his joy because he's so gifted, it's so natural for him. But I'm concerned now when you walk away. You never know how that's going to – you never know how the game is going to be. You know, it's – you know, I had coaches who'd always say, you, you got to be truth. You got to be truthful to the game. Like, all right, Can't your business is your business. But yeah. be truthful to the game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. be truthful to the game. So, hopefully, whatever happened, happened. And Ben will come back and be truthful to the game and continue to ascend – to where he needs to get to, because clearly he's right now. He's an incomplete, you know. He's incomplete as a player right now. He's he's an unfinished product, right? So there's more work to be done, because if he completes the work, I mean, he could be one of the best players of all time with his size and what he brings naturally to the floor. But right now, Tate, it's just not good. You know, I I, I don't feel good about how this is playing out. And uh, but hopefully, you know, sometimes you learn things, you go, oh, I get it. And because right now it doesn't make sense to me right now. It doesn't make sense because a guy who was the number one pick in the prime of his career is sitting out an entire season when the GM and the best player on the team are constantly saying, if we had our second best player, imagine how good we would be. I mean, that that is the well, even if you want to go, just go play, play so that you can get traded. Like exactly. They're like, okay, all right, so you're going to play with a team you don't want to play for 10 days. Is that the worst thing that could happen to you? I mean, James did it. Harden did it. I mean, in Houston, and it was awkward as it could be, but he, I mean, he did do it. He did yeah, show just, up. And, and get, all right, I get it. Like, you want to get traded. That's fine. Like, raise your hand if you never want to get traded. Yeah. Everybody at some point wants to be traded or gets traded, or it's, it's just going to happen. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the laws of nature when it comes to professional sports. So – but I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Tate. I, on, I just... on paper, it looks like a really good deal, potentially for both parties, in the sense that the Brooklyn Nets can still have Kyrie and KD, their core, 
add this defensive weapon in Ben Simmons and potentially get a guy like Tyrese Maxey in the deal. So you get a replacement ball handler, you know, from James Harden. You also get this defensive stalwart in Ben Simmons. This is on paper. And then on the flip side, Joel Embiid gets a superstar to pair with a guy who can take some of the scoring responsibility away from him and shoulder some of that for him and James Harden, a guy who has really no conscience in James Harden. So I think he'll be fine in Philadelphia dealing with the fans. So on paper, if this deal were to happen, it does make a lot of sense, but you're right. Ben Simmons not playing basketball in a year. I mean, the, the on paper stuff doesn't really track when you're going to have to get this guy back in shape and back in form to really have the impact you need him to have to continue to contend and win titles like the Brooklyn Nets want to do. And, and that's the real question. Yeah, it's and and I think, you know, at some point here, for Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn has had a lot of transactions <laughs> over the last. Oh my goodness! Over the last two years, right? They've 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 had a lot of players come in and out. They've had. I mean, just think injuries. about that team that was in Brooklyn that went to the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell and Carlos Levert. You know, that that fun team that ended up, you know, being the, the, the ability to be able to trade these guys to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie and all these things. But like you said, it's been a lot of transactions and a lot of piecemealing together. Yeah, and, you know, you need stability. That's the one thing you, you need if you're going to Continuity, have a stability, yeah. yeah. If you're going to have a chance. Not, not that it even guarantees you that you're going to win, but at least it gives you a chance. And right now, Brooklyn, there's a lot of things swirling in Brooklyn, right? And clearly their big three have all missed time because of injuries. Mm -hmm. They're missing games because of various reasons. A lot, a lot of teams are facing this. And, you know, they've done trades and they've done this and they've done that. So, you know, this is going to be tough. For Brooklyn, right? This is another layer added to their already, you know, what's going on there as far as what, what's going on with their team. But when it's all said and done, though, if those three are healthy, Tate, you got to, like, take them serious if they are healthy, you know, with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. And, and you add the other pieces around it, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin and and all the other players. Is Millsap still there? Is he still? Is I think they released Millsap. They released? Okay, that's why I thought something. So I think if you look at all their pieces and all their players, they still have a good team or they have championship caliber pieces. And, um, you know, but hey, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a We're lot to get, talk about. It's a lot to talk about. And I do think with this Brooklyn team, again, uh, the world that we live in in the NBA with the narratives and things, everything is on paper. And nothing is talked about like it's on the court. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like with this Brooklyn team, we've always talked about them on paper. On paper, they're unstoppable. On paper, they're right. this. On paper, they're that. Right. And the only other team that gets that is the Lakers. You know what I mean? When we talk about on paper. But regardless, like you, like you said, so we have to play the game at some point. And when the games have to be played, you have to figure out what this team really is. And without Kevin being healthy, I mean, that's really – that's kind of where the buck stops with this team. I mean, it starts with Kevin, and if Kevin's there and you can get Kyrie to play on the road and you get James Harden to buy in at least for this season, now we're talking. But that's a lot of if, it, win, and thens. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to get this team together. So um, it's a fascinating situation. I want to talk about another fascinating situation. Uh, I just brought them up. The Los Angeles Lakers. Tonight, BJ, Anthony Davis is probable uh, to play against the Brooklyn Nets. 
This is a guy, when we talked about the Lakers, uh, he is the missing piece. He is where it all starts and begins for the success of this team. And if he comes back, BJ, do we have a different conversation about the Los Angeles Lakers? Boy, Tate, you're asking me two tough questions. I'm asking you, yeah, I'm asking you some tough questions here. You know, Tate, at one point, you could just talk about the game and what you saw. And when people were out, they were out. Now we're talking about James Harden and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is – I've talked about Ben Simmons more when he hasn't played than Than when when he did play. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm talking about Anthony Davis. And it seems, in particular this year, that we're talking more about what he – could do. Content, yeah, yeah the, the, we're talking more potential than, than what the actual production is, yes. Okay. Now, Anthony, I, I've been knowing Anthony Davis since he's been a high school kid. I've been watching him when I lived in Chicago, and I watched him come up. And when Anthony Davis is healthy, we're not even having this conversation. I'm going to try to be calm about this, too, because <laughs> – because I seem to be I, – I, I'm going into a space I said I didn't want to go into is talking about people who aren't in between the lines. Yeah. Okay. But that now seems just, to be like the with these top two teams, it yeah, feels like that is what the, the narrative conversation has turned into. The, yeah. the wait and see, the what if the, these guys are all healthy, when they are, they're unstoppable. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I would rather be talking about the Phoenix Suns. Yes. I would rather be talking about the best team in basketball. Yeah, my, the Miami Heat, who are you know they, they seem to be back healthy, but right now we're talking about players who aren't even playing, and then we're talking about another player who hasn't played and is about to come back, and we're forty something games or so into the season. So I'm going to say this about Anthony Davis. At some point, I hope Anthony Davis does the following: gets in terrific shape. And performs at the level we all come to expect, expect. Uh, of a top seventy-five that's, player. That's all that's it is. It. That's it. All of this could be, ought to be, should be. I'm <laughs> done with that now. Mm. I'm done with that. You know, as you get older, take you lose your patience. I've lost my patience now, and now I'm just going to look at what you've done. Yeah, I, yeah. You're over all the. When they get back, this could be this, and yada, yada yeah, all that. You know, it, it's it, a lot of conjecture. It's it's, it's kind of like the NBA now feels to me like the draft. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know how all all of basketball is like that. I mean, you even watch college. All you talk about is this guy could be a top ten be. pick. He's a lottery guy. You know, I could see him being a two way three and D guy yeah, at the yeah, next yeah. level. All that. It's nothing about Every, the game. It's the it's the draft, like. Yeah. As an executive, I kept saying, I draft guys and get excited on what they could be. But you have to find the guy who actually takes all of that potential off of his name, and he becomes that. So, And and a lot of guys that have become that did not have that potential tag on them, like a Nikola Jokic or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? that, that's the other hard part of it, too, yeah, trying to the, diagnose. So now I'm watching I'm watching the Lakers, for instance, and it bothers me because I'm talking about the Lakers as if they are like the draft. Like, 
oh, if he comes back, the Lakers <laughs> could be. You're like it's a lot of Lakers. if then conditional statements. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm looking at okay, I'm looking at LeBron James. I'm going if I'm talking about LeBron and a LeBron James associated or a LeBron James team where that he plays on with potential next to it, that that's not good. No. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, and now I'm saying what they could be as if they are 19, 20, 21 years old. They're also they're means. also 15 games. To put it in context, they're 15 games behind the Phoenix Suns. I'm 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 done. With I mean, that. You know what I mean? That, I'm, I'm BJ, that's that crazy. They're 15 games behind the number one seed in the Western Conference, and yet the conversation is if they're still the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm done with that now. Now, yeah. What I'm going to say is this: Anthony Davis right now is Anthony Davis, and whoever he is, that's who I'm going to talk about. Yep. Because not the bubble, Anthony Davis. It's one <laughs> thing I've learned. That's one thing I've learned over the years, Tate. And I'm gonna share this with you. I can't want you to be something you don't want for yourself. Now, whoever he is when he comes back, that's who I'm gonna talk about. But who I want him to be might I not be reality. Be, I want him to be a top three player in the NBA. I want him to be an MVP caliber or at least in the conversation player. I want him to be the same guy that I'm watching there in Milwaukee mm. and be on that level so I can say AD, Kevin Durant, Giannis, MB. I want to help all these guys. I want because that way it's like, wow, man, the, the league is like really when those guys play each other. I want him to be that player. Mm. He has the talent to be that player. But I'm going to stop wanting something for him that maybe he doesn't want for himself. And I don't know this to be true, and I don't know what it is, and injuries are part of the game. But I'm going to stop that with all players because I'm beginning to sound like the NBA draft talking about the NBA. Like, you are who you are. Let's just talk about it and then just be that. Yeah. And if that's who you are, if that's who you show me who you are, and then I'm going to be happy with that and continue to talk about the game from that point on. But all of this potential could be, ought to be, should be. They are the champs because we know they have all this potential and fire part. No, do it. No, do it. Yeah. And then, then I'm going to go from there. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I've seen a lot of reports that are coming out about the Lakers right now. What are they going to do with the trade deadline? They're going to do nothing. They're going to do nothing, BJ, because they have nothing to do. I mean, what, what, the only thing that they could do is to trade like a Dwight Howard and get minimal returns for someone that's not nearly as good as Dwight Howard. You know what I mean? They're, or DeAndre Jordan. Like, these are the only moves that they can make. No one is taking on Russell Westbrook. I mean, I hate to tell that to the, the Laker community, but... It, 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 no one should. No one should be willing to at this point. I mean, they signed that deal. They made that trade. It, they have to kind of live with it. But that's what I see from all. It's a fantasy world that we're living in, right? That we can just trade guys, move guys, and and we'll figure this whole puzzle out. And the Lakers will win the championship. I think we're past that point, and I think that uh, 
I, I like what you're saying. Let's let's talk in reality. You know, when we yeah, talk about this just... team and we talk about this season and what we expect, because it's actually unfair to LeBron and this team to expect more than what they've given us so far. They're about a 500 team in the NBA. They're, they're they are in the they're. <laughs> And that's who they are, and it's okay. I mean, just because they have a lot of Hall of Famers doesn't mean it's going to translate to wins because they're not their prime Hall of Fame versions of themselves, except for maybe LeBron, who's playing some of the best basketball we've ever seen, but it hasn't affected the bottom line in winning, and that's the difference. Absolutely. and that, that's, that's just it. And listen, we could talk about numbers, okay? You could put up numbers, but in the end, the numbers have to translate to the bottom line, which is your effectiveness on winning. And and that is the difference when people talk about NBA guys that are, you know, great players or whatever it is, and there's guys that score well. I mean, there are plenty of guys we could find. I mean, Michael Beasley could go out and get 30 points in an NBA game if you gave him that many shots, you know what I mean? But I don't think he would help you win the game. <laughs> you know, that, and, and that, is, that is a little bit of, like, well, the misconception it, 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 between the stats and the reality of the situation, yes. Well, it... it, it this is what gives you a, a, a great or deeper appreciation of how how good some of these players really are. Yes. Okay. You know, like a star player today is just a person who puts up 25 points a night. Okay. No, a star player, in addition to those 25 points, should help you win more times than not. Mm. And... You have a deeper appreciation for Chris Paul. You have a deeper appreciation. Who was amazing for Devin. last night? Yeah, Chris Paul for, had twenty-seven, for, nine, and fourteen for, for, last for night for Devin Booker. You're, yeah. You you have an appreciation for these players who can put up numbers, but also win the game. And 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 that's to me is what's being lost here, because we keep talking about all of these p- talented potential players, but they aren't doing it. Yeah, you know, and I'm just using Chris Paul as an example because they're the best team, and they've won seven in a row. And like I said, they're 15 games in front of the Lakers. And 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 so, what's going on there with them? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going on there. One, the leadership right now of Chris Paul has been magnificent, mm-hmm. unmatched. It, 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 it's, it's really his leadership now to me is really beginning to separate itself from everyone else in the league. His leadership, like he really, he really is doing an incredible job. Second, they've identified star role players. They've really identified star role players like, you know, Cameron, Cameron Payne. Hmm. Okay, what's your guy from Carolina? Cam Johnson. Cam his first star last night. 20 Cam points. Cam Johnson. Jay Crowder. JaVale McGee. Bismack had Bis- 16 and 13 16. last night. Bismack Biombo. You know, Devin Booker. Listen, Devin Booker is a star. No, he's an all-star. He I mean, he's to a, the max. A, yeah. Okay. They don't. We're not even talking about DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I mean, they, think about this. We're not even saying They have DeAndre a number one pick Ayton. that we haven't even gotten to yet. Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Ayton. I mean, this team right now, they're playing on all cylinders. And and the coaching's the coaching there has been incredible. Like Monty right Williams now, is the coach of the year, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Monty Williams, because he's coaching with expectations, his team is responding. 
and they play a brand of basketball that's the most consistent in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. They're not playing as if, well, we could be good some weeks. We could be good next week. Every single game, they come out and give you maximum effort, no matter who's on the floor and who's not. Yep. They're doing this without their starting center, without their starting power forward in Jay Crowder, and they continue to just plug and play. Okay, so they have Cameron Payne out, Jay Crowder out, uh, DeAndre Ayton out, and they keep it going. So, again, I'm going to give this They're team so good credit. that when you're watching them, you almost forget that they have those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, when you watch them last night, you're like, this team's already full. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not and missing And just guys just keep coming in. They just, yep. they just they keep coming in. So, give their, give their front office credit. Give their coaching staff credit. Give those players who are committed to this because those guys are they're, they're giving maximum effort on the defensive end. They win on the road. Yep. They win at home, and they they're have eighteen a, eighteen and four on the road, nineteen and three at home. I mean, and give these guys credit. Just give them credit. So <laughs> again, when you talk about consistency, here it is. But I'm not going to get sidetracked anymore talking about. All this other BS that, that, that has nothing to do yeah. with the reality of the situation, which is the reality of the situation is the Phoenix Suns are probably the favorite to win the NBA championship. I, I mean, and, and there's no doubt about it now. I mean, I, everyone else will talk about the Nets or the Lakers or whatever it may be, the Warriors. The Phoenix Suns are the favorites. They're the best team in basketball. There's no doubt about it. And when you look at the Eastern Conference, you got the Heat, you got the Bucks, you got the Bulls, you got these top five, six teams that are all kind of within two games of each other. So they're still figuring it out. But at the end of the day, we know when it goes back to the playoffs, Giannis is probably going to be the best player. So we'll give it to the Bucks. So we could see a rerun of what we saw last year. And I wouldn't hate it because it was such a great series. Now you're talking. See, now, now you're talking to me. Tate, let's talk about the people who are actually playing. Yeah. That's it. Now you're talking. That that's it right there. And and All- and, and that's the that's the the headlines of this week are about the teams that aren't those teams. But on pushing through, we can talk about that. We can laugh about it, but we just gotta revert back to here's what's really happening in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns are putting on a show. They won seven in a row. Right. And they are bar none the best team in basketball. And if you aren't watching them, you're doing yourself a disservice because they play a great brand of basketball. And you got to tune in. And they deserve to be talked about more. But I think if we ask Chris Paul or any of these guys in the locker room, they're okay with it. I think they're fine with with being, you know. they are because they're 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 like, we're going for the real goal. Those guys are veterans. Chris Paul, like, listen. You know, I've been watching him last, like, five games. You know, just because, you you know, you want to watch teams and you always want to, like, golly, what are they missing or what? What are they doing that's so good? Chris Paul is quietly playing at an MVP caliber this year. I've been waiting for someone to say him or Booker needs to be in the conversation. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to put Chris Paul now as another name on my list because this MVP thing to me is wide open. Yeah, agreed. It's wide open, okay? And Devin Booker has been terrific. Don't get me wrong. Devin Booker, if you said he's in your MVP, I can't. The the guy is just – He's a, he's a machine right now. He's yeah, a scoring he's machine. He's a scoring machine, yeah. He's a scoring machine. And, 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 you know, and I love the fact he's always trying to dunk on people now. So that, I, I, like, I, I, like, I like the uh, whatever edge that Devin Booker has acquired over the past two, three seasons. I love it. You know what I mean? Okay. And it was I, good and to I, see. And I'm all for that. But I'm going to say this here. Chris Paul needs to be in the MVP conversation because we are watching him put together 
to me, one of the most brilliant seasons of any player. Mm. Because he may not be the leading scorer. He may not be the highlight guy. He may not be any of those things. But he is playing at such a high level that he's the MVP without being the MVP. Yep. He, when you say most valuable player, he's without question the most valuable player on the team. He may not be putting most valuable player type numbers, but when you say a guy who has timing, okay, they need a basket. It's gonna, he's going to get the ball. Either he's going to do it or he's going to get the ball to the right person, whoever that person may be. A timely stop, he's going to do it. A timely rebound, he's going to do that. He's just, right now, he's clicking on all cylinders. And the thing I love, and, and it's because I know of his age, he's playing the game with a sense of desperation right now that you appreciate. No, the time is now. The, the, for him. Yeah. There, there isn't any... Well, and I love that those young guys on that team match that energy. You know and what I mean? I, I, they I they don't have to guys. because the time isn't necessarily now for Devin Booker, who's 24, 25 years old. But they, they play that same way, and that trickles down from the top. Which and, is Monty and, and Chris, and I, I love the, and I, I love, you know, Devin Booker. You know, I, I would always hear people say, you know, he's he's got a he's got an old soul. Well, I don't know if he's got an old soul, but that man there, he he has an appreciation and respect for the game. Yeah, agree. Okay? And Devin Booker brings it. He just brings it. I, I don't, I, you know what? He brings it. And, and yeah. you know what? You, he, he's he's now into my list of like, okay, he's just. I like I like what he he's got Moxie he he's got whatever yeah, he, yeah, whatever yeah, that like is it. yeah yeah he's he's in my list of like okay I don't even have to worry about what he's gonna do he's gonna <laughs> give me he's gonna do with Devin but he misses a shot now I'm like oh he missed that shot yeah you know what I mean like he's now he's just Devin Booker now okay you know what I mean like I used to like okay let me see how good he is let me see what he can do what he can't now he's Devin Booker because mm. the guy is just Devin Booker at any point for me he could go for fifty at yes. any point now. Yeah, it's just, and and he learned what we talked about earlier about scoring. It's like Devin Booker had seventy in that game, and they lost. You know, right. and, and there's a picture of him with the seventy. But like he learned that like scoring seventy points isn't going to help the bottom line. So he learned how to to build his game to affect the bottom line. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that yeah. that says something even more about him because he could have just been like, "Look, I'm putting up seventy points. Who cares? Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do out here." But he tried he, to evolve his game, and he did. He he, I'm going to give him the ultimate praise here he's a pro's pro mm. he's a professional Devin Booker's a professional like you know what I mean like and that and that's respect I mean I guess that goes back to the old soul thing because he's so young but he's yeah, already that, yeah, wired uh, that uh, way yeah and 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 that's the thing is how quickly are you going to take off that word potential well Devin Booker took it off incredibly young and now he's a pro's pro he's a pro he doesn't matter who he's playing against Devin Booker is going to score that basketball and he's going to take on that challenge. And he's not going to beat himself. And it's going to take a great effort to beat him. So I give him credit. They're fun. Take thanks for allowing me to talk about basketball. Yeah, we, we had to talk about the, the floor. Sun. Yeah, we had to talk yeah, about the Suns the a little Suns. bit. Yeah, talk about the Suns. Yeah, all this <laughs> other stuff, Tate, I, I don't even know why I went down that rabbit hole. 
Um, no, it's my it's my fault. And it's also the media's fault because today it was a lot of narratives out there. You know, I I watch all these shows, PJ. You know, and I tell you, I watch all the first takes. I, you know, I the right, herd. Right. I I tune in. I check in what the topics are. I want to see what's going on today. It's all James Harden is going to to lead the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, I laugh because I say to myself, oh, we talked about this about a month ago. So yeah, you know, and that, that's but I get it. You know, I get it. So let's see what tomorrow brings, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate tomorrow. You. I appreciate tomorrow. You. Yeah, anything else, BJ? Before we get out of here, we'll see you later in the yeah. week. Uh, otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's nothing else really going on today. It's kind of quiet, you know. I guess uh, we're we're inching closer to the trade deadline, so we we will have trade some deadline. All Star Weekend is, is quickly approaching, and uh, that's about all I got, friend. So hey, when in water, what do you do? We got to make waves. This has been pushing through, and we will see you later in the week. Push it.